Keeping up with the Joneses. Welcome to episode 204 of Keeping Up with the Joneses. I'm AJ. And I'm Alan. And we're here to kick off your week. Woohoo! Happy Monday, everybody. Yep. Which doesn't always work because you might not be listening to this on a Monday. But if it's not Monday, happy whatever day it is. Exactly. Yes. This week we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice. But before we do that, Mrs. Jones, let's do a catch up. I like it when you call me Mrs. Jones. You do? Yeah, I don't know why, but I do. Okay. What happened this last week? Uh, we had Jack Deere at the school following the conference. Yep. And uh, we had you at MNA, didn't we? Yeah, I talked about this thing that's been running around my head is the importance of what happens when we don't know we're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I try to give like five litmus tests. Things you do when you know you're wrong and your wrongness is being exposed. Mm. Like kind of ninja moves that we use to defend ourselves. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes if that sounds interesting. There you go. That does sound interesting. On Wednesday night, we had family fun night. Talk to me about that. Well, uh, Wednesday night, of course, was October 31st. Which is the devil's birthday, <laughs> according to my children. <laughs> We're like, no, no, darling, no, that's no, not what it no, is. That's not what um, Yeah, never mind. But anyway, so we don't um, celebrate Halloween. And I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that and said we would post something in the show notes. Did we? Did we? I don't know. I, I did a teaching recently on Halloween to just sort of explain where we're at with it. But that was a fun one. So we had a family fun night so that people could come to church and have fun as opposed to dressing up and um, celebrating Halloween. And so you filled out the church with inflatable, what are they called? Yeah, jumpy houses, and there was like a laser jumpy house, and uh, there was all kinds of stuff. Basically, the church was turned into a... Carnival. A carnival, indoor carnival. Everybody yeah. had a great time. And there was cotton candy. There was so much. There was those baked potatoes were so good with the chili. Oh, uh, chili. Anyway, that was Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Thursday, praise God, was a day off. It was. We had fun, didn't we? Yeah, we had a big, basically a big day off, which was really nice. I, I slept in. Well, I didn't sleep in. I went back to bed after the kids got on the bus. That's right. Got up, got the kids on the bus, and you went back to bed, and I played Zelda. I haven't played Zelda in forever. Really? I was pretty sure you <laughs> played it just the day before. Well, what I mean by... <laughs> by forever, I meant it felt like forever. <laughs> I should clarify. You should. I haven't played that game in Zelda Breath yeah. of the Wild. I've been concentrating on a different Zelda. Which you've the completed. The Twilight Princess. Yes. yes. I have. Yes. And then we had a nice long day. It felt like we had a date all day. We did. Went to lunch, went, went to, to movies, lunch, came yeah. home. And then Saturday was fun. And by fun, I mean lots of... Well, it was fun, but it was lots of hard work. Well, it was funny because you thought this was like a two or three hour thing. And it turned out being a... <laughs> Seven hour thing. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, a friend of mine is purchasing a sauna. Or I should say upgrading a sauna. Mm-hmm. And had asked, do you want the old sauna? I'm like, yeah. Is that even a question? <laughs> Never even thought about having a sauna. But it's not like a it's not like a Finnish water sauna with rocks or anything. It's- yeah, it's not something you set fire to and burn coals and then throw water on. It's yeah. an infrared sauna. Yeah. But the, it's made out of cedar and it's, it's kind of like having, for anybody who's from... Uh, Britain, you'll remember like little garden sheds. It's like having a little cedar garden shed inside your house that um, has infrared heaters in the middle of it. And so I, I actually, the reason I'm so relaxed, as all our listeners can probably tell, like, hey, Alan, why are you so relaxed? Why is your skin glowing? <laughs> that would be because I just had a sauna session and it was amazing. 
Yeah, they're really wondering about why your skin is glowing for sure. <laughs> I also had a needle incident. <laughs> I drank. Go on. Well, I give myself vitamin B shots once a week. Yep. And I, so, and I kind of have to work myself up to it because I mean nobody really likes to stab themselves with a needle, even though it doesn't really hurt. So I went for it and just you know quick jab well it didn't really work <laughs> so then i tried it again still didn't really work and i thought i don't know what's going on but this really hurts <laughs> and then i realized that the tip was kind of broken off of the needle <laughs> so i was like well what did you do i um like i depressed the plunger thing and 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 put it into the sink so that i could put it in with the rest of my needle in the casement thing oh so you didn't get to use it you had to just basically throw i just it out? threw it out and oh. then i got a new one and that one went in first time but i kind of mangled my tummy a little bit <laughs> oh it didn't feel good for a little bit poor tummy my poor tummy let's end with that trauma mm-hmm. then <laughs> and then sunday today we went to church and uh pastor jeff just did a great job of like asking us to pause for a second and consider some of the things that's happened in our church Babe, were you aware that we've had five deaf ears open in yes. the last four weeks? Four I or five was weeks? aware. Isn't that awesome? And then our friend Dabney, this is an amazing story. If yes. you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen the Instagram story. But our friend Dabney broke both of her ankles, and which is never good. Like breaking one ankle. One of her ankles had a four-inch break in it. The other oh. ankle, I don't know how severe it was, but both of them, uh, you know, x-rays, broken ankles, can't stand on them in a wheelchair. And six days later, she's standing up, no pain. They've taken the casts off. She's, yeah. So she was testifying this morning, just kind of wandering around and like, oh, yeah, this is what that was. And then David Wagner gave an amazing word of knowledge last week about uh, somebody who sells within cells being healed. And somebody who was watching online was watching that, realized it was them, went to their doctor and found their cancer had been healed. Well, their, and their whole family, like that person went, oh my gosh, what he's describing, that's me, right? And mm-hmm. then their whole family that was there was like, that's you. And he stood up for receiving it online. Yeah. Yeah. A- amazing. So yeah. Jeff was just saying, hey, are you aware that all this stuff is happening in our church? Do you not think we should at least pause and say, that's amazing? Yeah. Rather than just coast through it. And I was like, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. So... I forgot to mention we had we had lunch with Mr. Will from England, one of our dear friends and uh, a big supporter of the podcast show. He was in town for the conference to see his brother, who's on the school. And uh, it's such a highly relational week. It was. It was a great it's week. Great. And then yeah. today we had all our small group leaders back for, well, not all of them, but many of our small group leaders back for taco lunch, which was just delicious. Yeah. Blue Coast Burrito, dude. Oh, Love it. Knocked out of the park. Oh, well they done. did. Their catering's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. All right. Our main topic for this week is all about hearing God's voice. Who? <laughs> Wait, what now? I was trying to be funny. Okay, just skip that. Never mind. <laughs> Not stinging. Oh, please don't die. I don't want to finish the podcast on my own. <coughs> Come out, foul spirit. Are you better? Yep. You're welcome. Our main topic this week (laughs) is all about hearing God's voice. It's actually the very first thing, this topic, is what we teach on the school. If you come do the School of Supernatural Life, very first week we teach is all about hearing God's voice. We've actually done this before. I think episode 18, which was a long, long time ago, we talked about hearing God's voice. I can't remember what we said on that episode because I didn't listen to it. We just know we talked about it. Right. But obviously our relationship is better when we can hear the voice of the one we're in relationship with. But talk to me, Mrs. Jones, about your journey into hearing God's voice, how it all began for you. 
How it all began for me, that's a good question. I think I didn't even really realize that I was hearing God until somebody else pointed it out. And I didn't know about journaling or or the way that we teach hearing God's voice now until probably a couple years later. So I would say probably I entered into more of the prophetic than of hearing God's voice. Does that make sense? Like more makes sense to me, but might not make sense to our listeners. Explain, explain yourself, woman. I would, <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I would hear stuff for other people. Uh, occasionally hear stuff for me, but I didn't know that I could just sit down and have a conversation with the Lord and that he would talk to me about stuff. I was completely unaware of that until I did Mark Verkler's hearing God's voice. Yeah. God bless Mark Verkler. We'll talk about him in a second. Yeah. So when you said you could hear God's voice, but you didn't know you were hearing God's voice till other people pointed out you were hearing God's voice, say that five times, what what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I just meant I I would know stuff about people, that sort of thing. And and then I started... That all sounds really impersonal, though. Sounds like you were gathering bits of data rather than hearing God right. speak Well, to you. it felt very random. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I started getting... Uh, training with the prophetic team before I actually ever did the hearing God's voice course. So again, you're, you're getting information from the Lord to give to someone else. But the thing with hearing God's voice is it's information and relationship that is just between you and God for you, Mm. which is totally different. So talk to me about today, 2018. What's it like for AJ Jones to hear the voice of God? Great. Good. All right, next I can, question. <laughs> so funny. I can hear his voice as often as I stop to sit down and, and journal with him and have a conversation. I think you find that's my line, and you just stole it blatantly from beneath my feet. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I'll, I, I hadn't I'll copyrighted it. Back. Uh, but again, what does that mean? So <laughs> I had somebody ask me yesterday, a great question. They said, you know, we often hear you in your sermons or when you're talking, say, and then the Lord said to me, what is it like when the Lord says stuff to you? Describe that. If we were inside your head, how does how do you hear the voice of God for you? I would say generally it it's uh sounds a lot like my own voice, uh, but it's a lot kinder. Mm-hmm. And typically he just starts speaking about things before I've asked a question. So you mean you hear a voice? Yes. In internally. Internally. Yes. And how do you know you're not just making it up? That's a that's a great question. How do I know I'm not just making it up? Well, track record maybe? I was open for a, a slightly more robust answer than that. But yes. Okay. <laughs> now I'm worried you're making up. Just realizing I'm super tired. Go ahead. Yes. No, I'm not not making it. How do I know? Well, I mean, it's interesting. The Lord's never told me anything that disagrees with scripture. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, and he often doesn't tell you stuff that that. For example, my observation of your life and your history with the Lord is, he never tells you things that help you win arguments. He never tells you things that forwards your agenda, like that just solely benefits you. Mm -hmm. And he never tells you anything that exalts you over others. Yes, I would agree with all of that. But he also does tell me things that I can't believe are possibly going to be true, like in terms of encouraging me and talking to me about, you know, destiny or things that he's going to do. Or Yeah, but the, what I meant by that, sorry, I should probably clarify, yeah. is the fruit of the words 
aren't there to puff you up. No, never. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, I, I, I've never heard the Lord confirm your biases. I've heard the Lord correct your biases. Mm-hmm. What does the Lord do with your biases? <laughs> well, I have none. So oh, that that's helps. interesting. Yeah, yeah that helps mm-hmm. greatly. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about how I know it's the Lord. I, I think you're right as experience. Hebrews 5.14 says it's by constant use. The mature learn to distinguish good from evil. So the more you do it and the more you test it, you, you know, you get an understanding of when, when you are off, when you are making things up or when you think you're hearing God, but you're really not. But, you know, it is experience. But also understanding God's nature is hugely important. Yeah. Understanding, you know, the, the his nature, his character as revealed in the Word of God. He, he never says anything that contradicts Scripture. He'll never contradict Scripture, but he's happy to contradict my understanding of Scripture. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. But also, like, all of his thoughts, to me, are way gentler than my own thoughts. Yeah, much kinder. Yeah, yeah. way kinder. But he does speak... People ask all the time, you know, what does God's voice sound like? And I say God's voice sounds like my voice to me because mm-hmm. he's, you know, speaks in first person. But it, it does, but it feels different, doesn't it? Like it, it's like there's a feeling or a peace that comes with it. Even when he's talking to you about hard things, there's like this, you know, the the presence uh, of the Lord kind of comes at the same time as the talking. Right. Well, sometimes for me, it doesn't. Sometimes for me, it's a bit like... Jeff is talking about Moses in the burning bush, that, you know, Moses spotted the burning bush, went over to him to see what is this bush that burns, and then God spoke to him. Sometimes right. God's speaking to me, I have to do a double take, because I'm like, wait, Lord, I think that was you, and then I kind of leave my train of thought, join the train of thought that just passed through my head, and go, is that you? And then the, the presence comes, and, and, and at that point... Does that make sense, or am I splitting hairs no, too yeah. much? No, that's fine. That makes sense. I mean, I would say I most often... That sort of scenario happens for me most often when I'm driving, when all of a sudden the Lord will just be like, well, or I'll have the thought of, hey, get off, get off the highway here mm-hmm. or, hey, go and do this. And I'm like, uh, okay. And, and almost, you know, sometimes I have no idea why I did it and if I, you know, was avoiding traffic or not, but sometimes I've found out later, oh, wow, I wouldn't stuck in traffic or, you know, whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones where I'm like, oh, I hear what feels like a random piece of information right. and then go back to say, Lord, is this you? Am I, I mean, are you saying get off here or is this just a random thought? I think it's interesting that I've, one of the misnomers that I had was that God speaking to me would always be at his initiative. As in, I'm just a passive recipient of God when he chooses to speak. Right. And if God chooses to speak to me, you know, in a dream, in a vision, then there's not much I can do to get him talking. You know, I'm, I just wait for a message from heaven. Hope for the best. And I realized that is completely false. I realized that probably the number of times that God has spoken to me uninitiated, like, you know, I'm minding my own business and all of a sudden his voice interrupts my day, is easily less than I can count on two hands in my whole life. But in terms of how often I hear God's voices, literally every time I sit down to speak to him, in the book of James, it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. If I will initiate a conversation with the Lord, I will hear him speak back. Like if I literally just sit down and just say, Father, what do you want to say to me today? Boom, I'll instantly hear his voice. Well, it's kind of like if MJ were just to hide in his room all day and not ask for a conversation, he would get a lot less input. But if he comes down and tries to talk to you, it's not like you're going to ignore him. You're going to be like, hey, son, you know, so right. anyway. I think for both of us, 
I'm just speaking for both of us, assuming you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe. Probably the revelation that Mark Verkler gave us in his keys, four keys to hearing God's voice, is the bedrock or the foundation of how we hear God's voice on a day-to-day basis. I'm not talking about dreams and visions and when we do prophetic ministry. I just mean in our own yes. personal walk with God, Dr. Mark Verkler's uh, four keys is the foundational way we hear God's voice. I concur. Talk to our listeners about the four keys ever so briefly, because again, we do, we spend a week teaching this, but talk to us about the four keys and what they mean to you. Okay. So the four keys to hearing God's voice, as taught by Mark Verkler, uh, are the first one is quiet yourself down, which just means um, find a peaceful space, sort of quiet your heart down, just get yourself into a good place to hear and to rest and receive. Right, because peace is the potting soil of revelation. Very hard to hear God if all your anxious thoughts are competing with airtime for him. Right. The next one is fix your eyes on Jesus. And that's just, you know, look for what Jesus is doing in the room or have a visual of what Jesus is doing. Now, explain that one because that just sounds weird. Why don't you explain it? Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I receive that volley. Mm-hmm. Um, Numbers 12 verse 6 says that God loves to speak to his prophets through dreams and visions. So God's first language is not English. So I had to learn the way God speak rather than demand that he speak the way I hear. So I speak and hear in English, and I just expected God would speak to me in English. And sometimes he does, but more often he speaks to me through uh, imagery. What I mean by imagery, thoughts, pictures, um, objects that pass through my mind. And you know, you think about Jesus said that Jesus said nothing to the people without speaking to them in parables. So God loves imagery, parables, um, play on words, all that sort of stuff. So when we are fixing our eyes on Jesus, we're actually determining to look for the language that God speaks, which is vision. And so I start literally just by asking Jesus, where are you in the room? I close my eyes and like a little child, I play hide and seek with Jesus. Like, Lord, where are you in the room? And usually in my mind's eye, I get a sense of where he is. I, I see a picture of Jesus um, or it might be like a first-person picture. I might look out and I just see Jesus. Usually, more often than not, I see Jesus' face right in front of my face with this incredible grin on his face and sparkling eyes, and he's just so happy to be with me. Right. Sometimes I have a third-person image where I see myself wherever I'm sitting, and I feel the Father standing behind me with his hands on my shoulders and just feel this tremendous peace and joy. But, yeah, I... That's that's step number two. I'm looking for vision, but before I do, I fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith. Right. Number three is tune into spontaneity. So Don't you dare volley that to me. Yo. No, no, it's coming right so, back at you. So that just means you're tuning into the flow of whatever it is that God might be doing. So whether that's the pictures that Alan was referring to or just the, his presence in the room, like you're just sort of getting connected and tuning into what he's doing, what he's saying. And usually at this point, I'm asking him a question. Like, hello, Father, like, what do you want to say today? Like, what's the most pressing thing on your heart for me today? And then I've written that down and I'm listening to what he will say. And more often than not, I will begin to hear a sentence fragment. I hear off to the right-hand side of my headspace. So do I. Yeah, I'll just sit and I'll just begin to hear like somebody dictating an answer to me. And as long as I honor that and write it down, that flow 
continues. If I stop, as I did when I was learning this, going, this is so dumb. I can't believe I'm just making this up. That voice just dries up. Yeah. It just fades away. Yeah. But if I will tune my attention to the flow that I hear, believing it's the flow from heaven, I, I'll i stay with it. Yeah. Which leads us to key number four. Number four. Which is writing it down. Write it down. So the reason you write it down is, number one, so you can remember it, but more importantly, number two, you can test it. Because you're not just assuming... 2 Corinthians 10 says we're to take every thought captive to Christ. So it's not that we're just assuming everything that pops through our head is the Lord. Um, So we're going to write everything down so that we can test it later. We can test and weigh it like the New Testament tells us to to test uh, prophetic words or to weigh prophetic words. You want to hold on to the good, eat the meat and spit out the bones. So, you know. I'm I, at that point. I'm not weighing it. I'm just staying in the spontaneous flow, and I'm writing everything down. And then afterwards, I can sift through it, or I can email it to AJ or Jeff and say, "Hey, I was praying this morning, and this is what I felt like the Lord said. What do you think?" And that those four steps we have done over and over and over and over for years and years and years. Probably, I've been doing that. I want to say for. 15 years easily. Yeah. Maybe 18 years. I can't remember when I learned. I, I know I officially I can't either, but being as we're, we're approaching our 14-year anniversary, definitely at least 15, Yeah, if not more. Oh, yeah. And so I've got books filled with just journaling with the Lord. Like, I could stop the podcast right now, and I could just open up my journal, and I could just start asking the Lord some questions. And I'd hear from him. And the amazing thing, and I want to encourage you, if you only know us as people you listen to on a podcast, is the danger that you think that's because it's us. It's not. It's because that's what he's like. He loves to speak to his children. Jesus himself said, my sheep know my voice. If you are a believer in Jesus, you can absolutely hear his voice. Um, in Job 33, verse 14, it says, God does speak now one way, now another, though man does not perceive it. God's speaking all the time. The problem is that we don't perceive what he's saying because we have like kind of one dimension of the way he should speak. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put links to Mark Verkler's website where there's got to be a video of him teaching that. He's just a great teacher and a great um, tutor. But again, it's, it's one of the things that we do as part of our devotion. It's something we've been doing for years and years and years. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it has... Two mile markers in my walk with the Lord. One, praying out loud. Two, Mark Verkler's Four Keys to Hearing God's Voice. Anything else you want to say about hearing God's voice? No, I think you covered it. I I think the longer that you do it and the more that you practice it, the less it becomes like a mechanism and the more it's just an easy flow. So True. mm -hmm. Add some flow to your life, people. Add some flow, baby. I'm going to pray for you for an impartation. For me? Nope, not for you. you got plenty of the stuff. <laughs> I'm going to pray for our listeners for an oh. impartation, oh, for, them. for okay. hearing God's voice. Okay. Uh, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the joy and the privilege of being able to hear your voice. I remember as a little boy desperately wanting to be able to hear your voice. I see that same hunger in my children. And I thank you that it's not difficult. I thank you that you're not lofty and far away. I thank you that hearing your voice is not reserved for prophets. It's reserved for your sons and daughters. And Lord, I'm praying right now for every person who's listening that you would give them ears to hear and eyes to see what the Holy Spirit is saying, that you would revolutionize all of our walks with you, that you would draw close as you've promised to do, as we draw near to you, that you would draw near to us, 
and that you would give us experience in hearing your voice, not just in the four keys that we've talked about, but in dreams and in visions, that, Lord, you would increase the prophetic in our lives, and, Lord, that you would stir up and you would activate the prophets who are around us that we might not even know. And, Lord, I thank you that prophets uh, are a gift to the body of Christ and that they train us up to full maturity. And so I'm asking, Lord, even if there's people listening going, I'd love that, I don't even know any prophets, that you would send prophets to them. And even in their dreams, Lord, that you would have a body, a family of believers who know how to hear Papa's voice. And I thank you that you love to do that. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you love to make known things that are known in heaven here on earth. And Jesus, I love that you said that that we, your sheep, can hear your voice. And so I'm asking, Lord, especially for people who think they can't, people who've disqualified themselves, um, because that, that was my story. I just remember thinking, I can't hear your voice. It's fine for others, but not for me. And so we take authority over that lie right now in Jesus' name, and we speak open ears to everybody who's listening. Amen. All right. Well, we have a listener's question. Go on. So this is from Karen. And she says, I was at the conference this weekend, and on Saturday night, while David Wagner was speaking, odd things began to happen. My sister and I left, but was wondering what was decided. Was this a manifestation of the Holy Spirit or of the devil? My sister and I talked about it, and we were mixed. We both felt the peaceful presence of the Holy Spirit, so there was not fear, but it was really intrusive. What did the pastors who have more knowledge and experience decide? I'm looking at you, pastor, with more knowledge and experience. What did you decide? (laughs) I think it was God. I think it was the Holy Spirit just moving. Um, There was a whole bunch of different things happening in the room, uh, but it was not unlike when the revival started in Toronto in 94. So there was people that were sort of um, sporadically yelling things like holy and whatnot. Those were mostly youth. Uh, What was interesting about that is from my understanding, uh, the youth that came were actually sort of the quietest youth in our group. They're very, very shy, quiet kids who uh, got hit by the Holy Spirit, really, on on the Saturday night and started uh, making a whole bunch of noise, which would be completely out of character for them. Mm -hmm. There was some spontaneous deliverance going on as well. So there was some of that going on because, I mean, I'm not really worried about that either. When the Holy Spirit shows up, sometimes... You know, the demonic gets rattled. The demonic gets rattled, and then it leaves, and we want it gone. So there was, there was plenty of demonic activity at Jesus's meetings, that's just true. a power encounter. So, you know, whenever demons show up, you want to ask yourself: Are they coming or are they going? Right. And hopefully, they're going. And I am uh, speaking as a pastor. I'm not sure I'm. Uh, I've got more knowledge or experience, but as a pastor, I love when the Holy Spirit shows up. You know, if you know anything about Grace Center, it's we will stop whatever we're doing to accommodate the Holy Spirit. And so we love when the Holy Spirit breaks in. And sometimes the Holy Spirit's broken in in silence. Like Jeff's led our congregation to just sit in silence because for a whole service. For a whole service. Yeah. So sometimes God will have us wait in silence. Sometimes people will shout out. It says in scripture, you know, if you don't shout out, the rocks will. Um, so we're just preventing a natural phenomenon. Sometimes people are flailing around. Like, I'm so happy in the presence of God. And that particular Saturday night at the conference, I had to drive one of our speakers home. I couldn't get back to the church fast enough because I didn't I didn't want to leave what the Holy Spirit was doing. So yeah. I love it. The Holy Spirit will stop at nothing to bring freedom to his children. Sometimes that freedom is really, really noisy. Mm-hmm. And so you were right. Yeah, there there was demonic activity, but it wasn't that the devil was interrupting 
the service. It was that the devil was being escorted from the service. And uh, he went quite noisily on that particular night. But yeah, lots of Holy Spirit activity. Yeah, I mean, there was people laughing. There's people crying. It was all sort of the the things that I would expect when God shows up because he's an individual God and he's doing things in individuals. Um, to some, he's releasing joy and it's bringing healing. And to other people, he's, you know, bringing their emotions online. So they're crying and, you know, and so it looks a little like chaos, but it's the best kind of chaos ever. I remember um, John Arnott saying, you can choose the order of the cemetery or the order of the nursery. And if you go into a nursery... Like kindergarten, you mean? Yeah. You know, there's, it looks like chaos, but I, I promise you, there's somebody who knows everything that's going on and everything is running the way it's supposed to run, but it... It looks a lot less organized than a cemetery with all of its stones in a row, right. you know. So um, I thought it was great. Yeah. I I, uh, I thought the Holy Spirit was doing amazing things, and I'm sure we're going to hear even more testimonies of what God has done than we have already. And Karen, it's a great question. Really, really good question. Really glad you asked it. Really important question to ask. And if you would like more information on things like that, we did an episode all on manifestations of the Holy Spirit. It's episode 27, so you can find it at alanandaj.com slash 27. Alan, spell A-L-Y-N. So alanandaj.com slash 27. And we talk all about um, the the odd things that you mentioned um, throughout church history and revival and uh, yeah, be super helpful to listen to. All right. Well, I think I think that's it, babe. Yeah. So thank you for joining us this week. We loved getting to spend time in your ears. Uh, that <laughs> sounds kind of gross, doesn't it? Very gross. But talking about some of our favorite things like the voice of God. This episode was paid for by the wonderful patrons of the show. To find out how you can become a patron and support the show, visit alanandaj.com slash support. And if you want to reach out to us and ask us a question, you'll find us on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Alan. And I'm at underscore AJ Jones. Have a fantastic week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God the things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone